This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Thursday, the 18th of February. Justin, Zip, the Buy Now Pay Later star, yes. has been issued a please explain <laughs> from the ASX after its share price jumped to an all-time high. The reason for the new high, you ask? No reason at all, apparently. Brett, the CEO of AstraZeneca, the newly world-famous vaccine maker, mm. has been given a pay package that could see future payouts reach $27.5 million. Wow. Kind of worth it, though, when you find a vaccine to a global pandemic. Yes, it's a good point there, Justin. Mm -hmm. We have three really strong stories this fabulous Thursday. Let's do it. For our first. Profit at Domino's has hit the $100 million milestone as Aussies embraced their pizza-loving selves last year. Magical stuff here for Domino's. What is the story? Right, 2020 was tough, Justin, mm-hmm. and it turns out that many of us turned to delicious, oily, cheesy <laughs> pizza to cope. I'm talking the Mega Meat Lovers pizza. I'd be talking the Pepperoni Pizza Pocket. Now, Justin, Domino's has achieved first half net profit of over $100 million for the very first time. And that's an increase of over 40% on last year. Now, tell me if I I'm wrong here, mm-hmm. but lockdowns weren't the only reason that sales went crazy at Domino's. Is that correct? That's right. Domino's opened 131 new stores in the six months to December 27. So what is the key learning here? When the ducks are quacking, <laughs> you gotta feed them. Domino's knows that demand for its product is on the rise, so the company wants to make the most of its momentum. So they're opening even more stores over the next six months. Couple that with its huge investments in delivery capabilities. Mm-hmm. And Domino's reckons it can maintain its growth as the company continues continues to benefit from the boom in food delivery. And that little combo has been its secret hot sauce (laughs) on its pizza. For our second story, Adidas is finally selling Reebok 15 years after buying it as Reebok sales have fallen pretty much every year since the purchase. Feels like a conscious uncoupling of big, big, big proportions. Mm -hmm. Tell me more. All right, back in 2006, Adidas bought Reebok for almost $5 billion. And the reason Adidas bought Reebok was so it could actually compete with the apparel goat, Nike. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is, Brett, Reebok has been achieving pretty average results over the last few years. The Reebok Classics, Nick, might be selling, but not much else is. <laughs> to put this into perspective, the year after Adidas bought Reebok mm. in 2007, yeah. Reebok made up around a quarter of Adidas's total sales. That's good. But most recently, in the quarter ending September 2020, Reebok only made up 6.7% of Adidas's sales. That's bad. Mm-hmm. But now, Adidas has officially begun the process of divorcing from Reebok. So what is the key learning here? Just like couples, sometimes businesses are just better off going their separate Well, I couldn't have said it better myself. Reebok and Adidas have just grown apart in different directions over the last 15 years of marriage. How so, Brett? Reebok has been trying to position itself as the go-to for those really, really hardcore athletic types. That's why they have high-profile partnerships with the UFC and CrossFit. Whereas Adidas wants to focus on strengthening its own brand globally. They've got major partnerships with people like Beyonce, Mm. Kanye and Lionel Messi. So now, Adidas is hoping that both Reebok and Adidas will be able to better realise their potential independently of each other. Any tips on who could be buying it? Well, some reckon VF Corp, the parent company of Vans Mm -hmm. and the North Face, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was Elon Musk either. (laughs) I wouldn't either. For our third and final story, famous record label Universal Music will be spun out onto its own standalone company to capitalize on the music industry's moment in the sun. Yep, Universal's opportunity at a solo career. You like that one? What's the story here, Justin? Well, a bit of background. Universal Music is owned by a French media conglomerate named Vivendi. Now, we've all heard of the big names in the record label business. Mm -hmm. We're talking Sony Music, Warner Music, and our very own Universal. Now, Brett, those three amigos control nearly 80% of the industry 
entire music market. A market that could double in size by 2030 to hit 58 billion smackaroonies, according to Goldman Sachs. But strangely, Universal's owner Vivendi is planning to IPO Universal on Amsterdam's stock exchange by the end of this year. So what is the key learning for this one? After a couple of decades in the wilderness, record labels <laughs> are seeing their fortunes grow again. And it's all thanks to a rapid growth of music streaming. Companies like Spotify have earned these music companies billions mm -hmm. in royalty payments. Their valuations have grown just as big. So why would Universal's owner, Vivendi, mm -hmm. want to sell off Universal when the industry is booming? Well, the answer is it gives Vivendi's shareholders two valuable stocks rather than one. Because Vivendi will hold on to a 20% stake in the new Universal as well. At the moment, investors are valuing the whole company below what the two businesses will be worth collectively when they're separate. That's the hypothesis. FluxFam, our weekly newsletter, is growing thick and fast, and we'd love you to get involved. And just like a Domino's pizza, it's making business news even more digestible and delicious. So grab a slice of this week's most important business news and sign up at www.flux.finance or the link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.